This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Whitwick is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Ah. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips. Welcome, everybody, into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. We have a riveting show for you in Week 17 as the Cowboys prepare to take on the Eagles this week in a blustering cold game that we will have covered just like every other one we have this season. So, <laughs> Thursday at the Star, how you guys doing? Are the Cowboys practicing outside again? Indoors. 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 Thursday. Was it cold in the Ford Center today, Mickey? Might be. They probably turned the heat off. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know. You know, they've been practicing outdoors for yeah. the past three weeks. And then, of course, it is going to be a really cold game on Sunday, and I didn't know if they are going to keep that or... Yeah. How yeah, cold is it going to be? Low of nine, Mick. Oh. High of 20. At game time? At I, game time, probably around 15. Yeah. One o'clock. Man, that's yeah. frozen tundra style. Yeah. You guys right. need a little of that in your life. Do we, though? I'm yeah, sure you do. I'm inside. Sure you do. You want to come, okay. Brian? <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Sure, you don't want to. You don't want to. Right? Lindsay and I do an award-winning show in the star. You do. You yeah. get that award. Yeah. So take that show on the road. Nah, we're good. What if I bought you a steak on Saturday night, downtown Philly? You know, I wouldn't even go for a steak. <laughs> Fair enough. I used to live in Philly. A Philly Philly's cheese steak. A, no, a Philly cheese steak. You know, I'd name me a Philly cheese steak. I'll tell you what, though. it's uh, It'll be interesting because of the conditions, you know, of how, how you play. I mean, Jason Garrett obviously is going to play to try and win this football game. So, you know, how will his young quarterback handle things? Uh, you know, the receivers. I wrote about a Wouzier having to cover, you know, Alshon Jeffrey this week this uh, for this game. Is he going to play? Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say. I think, you know, you might as well make up a matchup. But a Wouzier, I mean, that's the great thing about Jeffrey. He knows how to play in cold weather. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get some guys, a Wouzier is from Colorado. He knows what it's like to play with your toes cold and your fingers cold as well. Jeffrey had a pretty good game in that uh, yeah. 13 game in Chicago, right? Yeah, sure did. Yeah. So I mean that's what I'm saying. But the, but the the Cowboys didn't have their last time they faced the Eagles. They didn't have this uh, defensive back configuration in play. So it should be interesting, you know, with Zach Ernst and also with Jeffrey and those guys. I mean, I, I, hey, cover him up. Let's see if those see if Nick Foles can you know can they knock him around a little bit. I like you bringing the positivity and optimism of this game. Well, if you're gonna go win it, go win it. What was he being positive or optimistic about? That, you know, the Eagles haven't seen this DB oh. coordination. Yeah, no, I mean, and I, I'm, I'm interested to see how, they, how the Cowboys play against these guys. I really am. And if, if, if Doug Peterson doesn't play any of the guys, okay, I, I get it. But, it, hey, these young guys, I want to see them finish out well. I do. I want to see Jeffrey covered. I want to see, you know, I want to see Torrey Smith covered, Nelson Aguilar covered. Well, with a victory on Sunday, the Cowboys would end with a 9-7 and record and would post back-to-back winning seasons for the first time since 2009. So a lot of people talking about what a meaningless game this is. Obviously, you know, no playoff implications, uh, implications here. Yeah. But it does mean the difference between an 8-8 eight and eight season and a 9-7 and seven season. And yeah. these guys have been playing since July and – and some of them deserve to look back on a winning season. Zeke referenced winning season, Tay, yesterday. And I, th- I think that matters. I, th- I think they can look at this season and say, we didn't make the playoffs, but as much crap as we've been through and things didn't go our way and some of it's self-inflicted, we, we won more games than we lost. I mean, that's something you can at least hang your hat on knowing that you're not in the postseason. No, they'll be sick if, it, if Carolina gets all over Atlanta 
and knocks them out. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that will make them sick. And they'll come up one game short. And they'll come up one game short. And then, but then it's the, you know, it's the situation you look at. Well, Philadelphia was 7-9 and nine last year, and now look what happened. They had to turn around. You just want to be more consistent. You really do. That's the thing about it. You want to find a way. You know, we always talk about this. Oh, is this a must-win game? We, we've said it a lot here. All of them are must-win because of where you're at. You only play 16 of them. This isn't the NBA or the NHL or, you know, uh, Major League Baseball. This is you, – you, you have to find a way to put yourself in position to win all these games. And they didn't. That's the biggest problem. Yeah, and before we get into all of the Dez craziness from the locker room, which craziness was probably the wrong word there yeah. because it was actually refreshing to see him get into all of that. But, you know, you bring up Rob Ezekiel Elliott talking about a winning season and – it's crazy to think that he's only 120 yards away from a 1,000-yard season, only playing nine games with his suspension. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Do you guys think that he will play enough in this game to actually get close to that or even reach that? I don't know what the game plan is. We're just assuming that all players will play. but That's a good question. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to get 25 carries, and that might be what it takes. Uh but the way Jason Garrett's talking, it sure sounds like I, they're going up there to go win a football game. I, so, I think he's going to get 25 yeah, carries. I, I, Jason Garrett said today, Rob, and, and you heard it, and Mickey heard it. We all heard it on DallasCowboys.com. The question was asked, is Cooper Rush getting any reps? And the, and the answer was no, he's and not. And it was a succinct no. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, they're going to go and win this football game or try to win this football game. Now, the, you know, we'll see if they're good enough to do it. But Ezekiel getting 25 carries on a frigid day in, in Philadelphia, yeah, this this is what he lives for. He's he's done this in his career at Ohio State. The colder the better. Just hand me the football. You know, we've seen him dig his fingernails in a ball. You know, in Washington where he couldn't even hang on to it to finish a game there. He said he's itching to play. Yeah, and yeah, you can't blame him after sitting out. As I mean, long as I, he has. I, hey, I've taken you the missed, attitude. What, six games. Yeah, you only get to play ten. I've taken ten game season and you gain a thousand yards. That's yeah. that's a hundred yards a game. Yeah, I to me, I've taken the attitude of why. But if if they're gonna if they're gonna practice and go up there with the attitude to play and win, by all means, go try and do it. Now, again, know what the ramifications are, know what the possibilities are. But if you walk out of there healthy and with a victory, he did the right thing. I, oh, go ahead, take. No, I was just gonna say I think you end the season on a positive note too, because yeah. Dak talked a lot about a positive note is good going into the offseason. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't don't take that into account. I remember two years ago, the 2015 season, Terrence Williams ended that game against the Redskins with his best performance all year. And he said that was very important to him to just keep it going. And that I think it was a Derek Jeter or maybe a A-Rod comparison he had. Yeah. Do you remember that, Rob? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, you, you, could be one in, you could be five and one against your division this year if you win this football game. That's big. That that is big. I mean, I think that's it's going to be the best record, right? Yeah, I think that if, you know that's wow. what, that's what you look at. Now you spit the bid along the way. Some of these games we've talked about it; it's well documented. But you're five and one. When's the last time the Cowboys went five and one against the division? I'm going to guarantee you, though. What was the record last year? Lost two games to Giants. And two. They were three and three. Lost two games to Giants. Oh, one game to Philadelphia. One. Yeah, that one counted, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You know, you'd have to go back, I think, to, to find out when this team was 5-1 and one in the division. If they do go into this game and, you know, they get a win, how much do you think it benefits these young guys going throughout the season? Kind of like, hey, what you just said, Rob, dealing with everything they dealt with next year, it's going to be like, hey, this is a breeze. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think uh, – and I thought it was interesting what, what Garrett – he made a good point yesterday in that you mentioned the young guys – 
they're playing just about every young guy you can play, at least in some type of role. I mean, unless you want to go down the list further and say, oh, well, maybe Cooper Rush could get some snaps in a, in a meaningless game or Blake Jarwin or something like that. But you look on defense, you got a first-year linebacker, you got three rookie DBs, you got um, a bunch of young guys out there playing. So uh, more experience for them, any type of positive experience, and just experience playing in general is good for them in this game. I think there's a couple of things that happen. They got experience of what it means to have to play in a big game last week. I, but I, I, I'm sorry, I, they should say it. Every week since the Washington game has been a playoff game for them. And, and that's what we started to see the young guys play. They got pressure pack play the last five, six weeks. Go up there, finish out the season against Philadelphia, have a good showing. You know, I'm sure those kids, you know, their bodies are tired. I mean, a lot of them are uh, struggling with, you know, they, they, I think they would like to get to the offseason and say, okay, I made it, I'm healthy. Now I'm looking forward to getting it. I know this experience. I know what to expect. I know what they expect of me. I think those are all positive things going forward. Yeah, you want to you want to go out there and shut down Jeffrey. You want to shut down Nelson Aguilar. You want to get a pass rush if you're Taco Charlton and get Nick Foles on the ground. You do want to do that. I mean, some guys are playing pretty well. You want to build on that. A lot less taco bashing going on right now because people are actually seeing some positive things. Go out there and have another game, and now this coaching staff will say, Okay, this is our plan for him going forward. Mm -hmm. This is what we need to do with him going forward. This is what we need to have to prepare him going forward. I think it's a, it's a great experience. Again, I'm from the school of, you know what, hey, I understand what they're doing. I want to try and protect my team the best I can. But, you know, if they're going to play to win, go win. And we reference that, yeah, it is a balancing act. I mean, you could take that tact and say, let's just get out of this season. There's some teams healthy. in NFL that have, the Rams and the, and the Chiefs, but they're I, playing playoff games. I will say offensively, I feel better about it today than I did maybe yesterday hearing that Lyle Collins, he's going to practice today. Looks like he could be on track to play. If he's healthy, he's fine. Then at least you're not without your two starting tackles if you're Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, and then you can be a little more functional. Like, I, I was wondering about that because Lyle's been dealing with something that has kept him out of practice for a lot this last month. Uh, so if he can go, then maybe that's that's a better feeling for your offense in this game. And just think if Taco gets one more sack, that's four. In limited time, it's not bad for a rookie defensive end. And once he got rid of more. He started playing. They made a good decision there. Right. And Moore probably kind of self-inflicted. Looks like some video coming out about him fighting and all that. So preemptive strike, get rid of him, and now let Taco play more. That's good. That's what you got to do. And he got experience. You can't beat that and, you know, have a little success to finish the season. Yeah. Um, I mean, I bet go back and look at some of the, the first-round draft choices and see how many of them got four sacks. Oh, I, I tell you what, you can look at Derek Barnett. He's the Philadelphia. He was drafted ahead of Taco. A lot of people had him way high up the food board, you know, food chain there on the draft stuff, food board, food uh, up the, oh, the board. We got you. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he – that's what I'm saying. Taco, and he's a starter. Taco needs to walk out of here feeling damn good about himself. You know, I mean, that, that okay, now I can go into the offseason. I know what I have to work on. I know my experience. I know I need to go get in the weight room, get stronger. I need to get with Leon Lett and those guys and work on some pass rush moves. He'll be better equipped for the OTAs in minicamp. And then maybe next year when he gets held, they'll throw a flag. Yeah, he got held bad a couple what, times. What, what are you seeing technically from him that's better? Well, you know what? It's actually starting to win more on the edge. Yeah. Where before he rushes down the middle and he can't win that way. He's got to win to the corner. You know, I didn't know if he had the quickness to grab a guy, to snatch a guy, to get around the corner and flatten the angle. 
He's shown that. You know, that's something when, if you don't have that ability as a pass rusher, you're never going to get to the quarterback. And he's starting to keep his feet. Yeah. Balance is better. Right? Yeah. Balance is much better. I mean, what did we see in training camp? He always was on the ground. Had to wash his uniform every week because of his uniform was dirt grass stains from being on the ground all the time. Mickey's right. Better balance, better positioning with his body, better footwork, better handwork. You know, those are the things. I mean, start, he start, it looks like he's starting to listen to the coaches say, hey, you need to do this, and if you rush down the middle, you're not going to get there. And he's done a better job of that. And you know, Let's see if he can take advantage of some, you know, Vitae, the tackle, you know, for the, for the Eagles here. I mean, it's not Jason Peters, so go, go do it. Go take advantage of that. Have we heard much from the Eagles campside what their plan is for this game? No. Nah. Who's playing or not? Mm-mm. I feel like I haven't seen much. Uh, do they have home field wrapped up for the playoffs? I, they yes. Do. Then, then you know what? Says, yeah, it's it's yeah. going to be like last year yeah. in reverse. In reverse, right. You're, gonna, yeah. you're not going to see. But, but, hey, I liked your idea, Mickey, though, about you know getting Nick Foles some more playing time and getting him more comfortable. They might give him a half. Give him a couple series, like a yeah. rehearsal game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he will, he will be in there until somebody's wrapped around his neck, and then he'll be out. <laughs> I don't even know who their backup is. It's but a he's guy, got Sudfeld. Sudfeld, Sudfeld, right? Sudfeld from, yeah, he's a second-year guy from Indiana. But he's mm. got to be in there with his starting line, otherwise, there's no point. No, I mean, it, but you, but this is one of those things. You only dress forty-six. Yeah, it's not a there's ninety. Only, there's only so many linemen you can yeah, play. It's not a ninety. So what happens is, yeah, but as soon as as soon as one of those linemen hit him or go low or knock him on the ground, Doug Peterson's going to go. Ugh! But then, we're thinking it's it's no time to see Cooper Rush this week on the opposite side for the Cowboys. I guess not. I guess not. I, I think it goes back to Jason's mentality of we're going to line. We're going to treat this like this game matters. And, and he has to, right? Yeah. And and hey, by the way, Dak is still a young quarterback. Every every start, every snap helps as long as, as again, like I said, as long as he's got you know, most of his group with him, the guys up front, Lyle's blocking, then, yeah, I'm okay with that. And Zeke's back. Zeke wants to play. Zeke probably needs to play. I'm okay with that. Uh, but it is a balancing act. Like Brian said, you could take the tact of, let's just get out of the season healthy. Treat it like a preseason almost. But that's not the way they're treating it. They got a chance to win nine games, and they're going to try to do it. Looks like they've got, like, nine offensive linemen, so they can't just yeah. totally – Take yeah, bag it out. Yeah, you're talking about the Eagles. The now. Eagles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I just been talking to people about practice yesterday, and, and Garrett said it today. I, I, it's worth repeating. Oh, I take it back. They only got eight, so they can't pull yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say about Garrett? I'm yeah, sorry. he he his approach. I mean, they asked you know, Christy Scales asked about Cooper Rush getting reps. Nope. No, no. I don't think, and I don't think that was a well. We'll see. That was a no. That, you know, and, and talking to people yesterday, Dak Prescott was able to – he went the whole way in practice. Yeah. He's not they're, – they're not. They're going to win this football game. Yeah. And you know what they could do with Cooper Rush because obviously he's no better than your backup next year, right? Right. Put him in a backup situation and say, okay, you're in. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. that would be what would happen in the regular season what if, if Dak yeah. got hurt. You, you kind of hope that Dallas gets ahead and Philly says it's cold and we, we're saving ourselves and you, you kind of mash them around a little bit and it becomes a laugher in the second half. And, yeah, and then it becomes Cooper Rush against San Francisco where he's handing the ball off, throwing the ball underneath. Simple game plan. Mike Mickey says, all right, hey, Dak's out. Cooper, grab your helmet. Go. Boom. There you go. There's your – you're not. We're not prepping you. You're, we're going to see how you're going to react without reps. That's his job, right? That's his job. Yeah, to be ready. That would be good practice. That'd be really good practice. Yeah, and you know what? 
hats off to these rookies too because no one's acknowledging that most of their seasons are long over by now. Oh yeah. The seasons that they Well, there are a lot of tired bodies out there right now. Yeah. Are over. You know, they've either gone to a bowl game or they ended around Thanksgiving. That's what time. Jordan Lewis told me the other day. It's what like are you saying? I, it's essentially like we've pl- I've played double what I'm normally playing when you factor in preseason. See, so. but that Jordan Lewis is the only one that's gone that's the whole yeah. year. That's fair. Jordan that's Lewis, fair. but Jordan Lewis didn't go really at all in training camp. I mean, he was he was a non a non-player in training camp. There was questions about how his rookie year was even going to be if he didn't practice. Yeah. So to me, these rookies can kind of talk about, well, now, you know, Zeke, I mean, Zeke was a, last year was a vet. I mean, that, that, I'm just looking at these guys, these young guys, and, and it's good that they get to play. Yeah, so many different factors there. Well, let's take our first break. When we come back, we have to talk about Des Bryant and what he said in the locker room yesterday. yesterday. That's next. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas and football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Hi, everyone. I'm Taylor Stern inside the AT&T Media Center. Of course, we don't know the schedule yet for 2018, but we do know the opponents, including a home game against the Saints, seeing Cam on the road in Carolina, and much, much more. So stay tuned to that schedule that should be released in April. Stay tuned to everything inside the AT&T Media Center. This is Talkin' Cowboys. Tommy John gives you the feeling of freedom where it counts. With over 3 million pairs sold, we've put in the hustle to make sure you're nestled. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Thank you, Robert. T-shirts, too. And socks. Socks. No, Mickey, that's okay. Okay. Thank Thank you. Thank you you for the the open honesty. I offered the uh, chains and chest hair. 
we saw some open honesty from Des Bryant yesterday because there's not many days in the locker room that Dak and Zeke can get overshadowed. I think that's pretty <laughs> fair to say. Of course, Wednesday's the usual day that Dak and Zeke talk, and they did, and they were great. I mean, Zeke was much longer than I expected. And then Des Bryant became available for the media, and, and I'll let Rob and Mickey take it away, and, and Brian and I will listen and give yeah. our commentary on it. But what were your first impressions of Des Bryant's open, honest – frustrations about his own season, contract, so much more. Take it away. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I, I first off, the interception in question where Dak hit him in both his hands, he owned up to that completely. He said, that was my my fault. It's a play I got to make. He also, man, he just, he covered the whole gamut from <laughs> would he expect to not be here next year potentially potential pay cut, all that speculation. He addressed all that stuff and kind of went back and forth, but ultimately said that's not something he would want to consider, which can you blame him given the money that he's due next season? Um, but, you know, he, he really opened up about his situation. I think he's frustrated, like Tay said. He mentioned the scheme, said he and Dak are good, uh, but, you know, he would like to be more involved. At the same time, I think, and, and Mickey, we, we've discussed this, this is a different offense than when he came into this team um what seven years ago yeah not much different from last year well mick before you get in yours kent says that we have a few cuts so kind of what rob says if you'll if you'll play that kent before mickey gets into it yeah this one's about uh the question i guess he gets a lot of flack on social media about his route running and so he wanted to address that this is one of many things that does talked about yesterday in the locker room here we go and let me uh actually pull that up real quick on dallascowboys.com there you go Yes, it is. What were you going to say, though, Mick? You are saying it's not too much different since last year? Yeah. What's, I mean, the scheme changed. Um, Here we go. Like, I guess you could say that. Or you talking about running different routes. Yeah, you know, running different routes. You know, one thing I hate hearing is um, when I hear um, people say, oh, I can't run routes. You know, some of the film that I see, uh, I'm like, damn, I'm running routes a lot better than this person. And this person, you know, it's all about the opportunities, you know, and um, – you know, it is what it is. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm Dez Bryant, baby, all day. You know, it's just, you know, it is what it is. Dez Bryant all day. God love him. Yeah. Hey, he's a competitor, and he knows he's being criticized. Yeah. And he which, doesn't, which I mean, means he's still he, prideful. He just you know? needs to stay off of social media. But they can't. They well, can't. And we will see that more and more because it is so second nature to them. They're finding their own validation in what other people are saying. And that, and that to me is sad. You know, a lot of these guys, they go on social media, and if they have a great game, oh, retweeting everyone here, retweeting this, man, everyone loves me, I have the most followers on Instagram. This matters to these guys. Well, it shouldn't, and they should stay off of talk radio, and they need to listen, they need to learn to know who they should listen to and who they shouldn't. I, it, the whole thing gets distorted when you get into that situation. Did, did he did he forget how to run routes in the offseason? No. Because the last seven games last year, if you just took those seven games sure. and factored them over a season, he had a Pro Bowl season. Absolutely. So what happened? Yeah. What happened? Quarterback didn't play as well. The offensive line didn't play as well. And there was other factors. And there's other factors. And there was things that I think he wanted to say. Sure. But he didn't. He caught himself. And I I give him credit for that. Yeah. Was there frustration? Yeah. You know, I thought the 
the best thing that came out was the fact that he admitted that he'd been dealing with the tendonitis this whole time. Now, you know, tendonitis, everybody's got something. Soreness hurts. Yeah, and, you know, he didn't miss time. He didn't miss practice. He pointed out, no, he goes, I'm a warrior. You know, I'm, I'm going to play. But I'm sure it, it affects your speed at, at some point. Um, I, I just, the, to me, the whole thing, what Brian just said, the whole thing's mystifying how you can have – all anybody has to do is go call up the Packer game, the the, the playoff game. Sure. He was a he was all pro yeah. in that game. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Yeah. He's healthy, we mm-hmm. thought. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much the tendonitis bothered him. And the tendonitis, we think, goes back to what? The Chiefs game? He said about Kansas a, City. About a month and a half ago? A halfway of the season. Yeah. That was eight games. That's right, eight games in. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of things. He talked about his frustrations. And, and you know, and Brian and I have, have pointed this out. When he gets in a game and he gets frustrated, he loses his poise, and it causes him to not play freely. Right. And, he, and he starts trying too hard. That's what he did in that game. He was trying too hard. He's got to sit there and relax. Okay, I caught a pass. I love having the ball in my left hand, but you know what? On the sideline, it should be in my right hand. Yeah. And I'm not going anywhere because there's three guys in front of me. Just get out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're going to run a route over the middle and you're supposed to settle down five yards, then settle down. Don't try running before the ball gets there. Before you get into that, let's play the cluttered mind clip where he talks about kind of dealing with some of these different things when he doesn't have a clear mind to play a game. Like I said, just got to focus on the things I can control and only I can control, you know. And I know if if I don't, if my mind not cluttered, I can beat whoever and whenever, anybody at any time, you know. It's just, you know, um, sometimes I let certain things get to me that I shouldn't. I mean, what did how did Dak put it? Control the controllable. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Brian, though? No, I, I think Mickey's right. I think what happens with Dez is, His emotion got the best of, like he said, you know, Mickey said, change the ball, but he's a left-handed player. We understand that. He he tried to run over a guy instead of just getting out of bounds and fighting for the next play. And I give him full credit with with Maxwell knocking the ball out of his hands. I mean, that's Maxwell wanted no part of him. You could tell he's backing up. He just punches the ball straight out of his hands. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's an understanding of you know knowing who you're playing right there. But you know, to me. There's so many things that have led to the problems that they've had. And I think everybody's frustrated because the offense was really the star of coming into the season. This, the offense was going to, you know, Dak was not going to regress because of Des Bryant, the offensive line, and Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. That wasn't going to happen. So what happened? You had Dak Prescott not play very good football at times this year because of the offensive line, the lack of of, of the running game with Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. and Des Bryant not being as consistent as he usually is. You know, I, I think that there's a lot to it. Des Bryant, when you know, when Dak Prescott was not able to throw the ball on the move, that was going to be a problem. When you see offensive linemen have problems blocking one on one, that was going to be a problem. When you saw no Ezekiel Elliott in the game and there was no threat there, that was going to be a problem. You know, and then with Des Bryant's inability, like I said, to catch the football. You know, how many times Des Bryant can make one-handed catches all day? We've seen, we've been, we've been marveled by watching him warm up and just you know, the way he snatches the football and stuff. When he drops balls that are right in his hands, something's wrong. And, and, and almost, I mean, in that play, it's almost like he's thinking end zone. 
run after catch instead yeah. of just securing the football well, first and just trying to make a big play instead of first the little play and then try to. But you know what? He's had success doing that. I Absolutely. know that. He's, I know that. he's punished people with the football right? in his hands. And so it's, and that's a frustrated guy running the football. He had a drop. Yeah. He, he, he had the to, slant yeah. drop. Through a like, two I'm going to show you. Yeah. You, you try right. and tackle me, Maxwell. I'm going to just run right over you. And I'm, yeah, I'll get five more yards out of the play. And he wasn't thinking. Maxwell's like, I want no part of you. Boom, punch the ball out. You know, that's a smart play on his part. But I think the biggest – I don't think – I think, again, the questions going into this season were not offensively. The questions coming into the season was defensively. And I think that's where – I think that's where everybody's having the problem. I don't think Scott Linehan got stupid from last year to this year. I really don't. Now, as he made some mistakes along the way with the play calling, yeah, but that happens in games. We see it all the time. You know, look, go back to Seattle. They lost a Super Bowl on a stupid call by Darren, Darren Bevel not to run the ball right there on the goal line with, with Marshawn Lynch. That was a stupid play. That lost a Super Bowl. Think about that. Whew. Okay, so now, you I mean, coaches do make bad decisions. But, but it's about execution as well. Mm-hmm. It's about Des Bryant securing the football. It's about Ezekiel Elliott running the football. It's about Byron Bell getting his guy one-on-one. Yeah. You know, and it's about Dak Prescott making an accurate throw on the move or making the right read when the coaches call a play where it's an RPO and a guy's open. That's, that's, those are things, I mean, those are all factors that deal into why people have 15 minute locker room conversations of what's wrong. Yeah, I liked when he said, for me, the most frustrating part is they don't know what goes on in-house. He's talking about the media. You got a lot of people just yapping at the mouth like they just know. They don't know how we run things over here. Well, I thought Zeke made a – Zeke actually made a lot of sense yesterday. We ought to be playing his cuts. What was the difference? New Year's Eve plans. What was the <laughs> what was the what was the difference between last year and this year? We won close games last year. Sure. We lost two close games, by the way, and he didn't bring up the Chargers game and he didn't bring up Atlanta. He brought up the Rams and the Packers. He was in those ones. Yeah, that's right. And you're right. So and he's yeah, in the Seattle game. That's why too. we're saying this. That's why we right. have okay. that's why we had that poll, right? No, he pointed it out. And then, you know, he also pointed out that when they questioned him about not getting the ball on the goal line, he says, we probably threw six touchdown passes, and I don't know what the number was, but his point was that play has worked on the goal line when we've hit Beasley out of the slot. No, but it's worked when you're throwing the ball to Jason Witten, who stayed well, in and blocked nobody, which you pointed out right. correctly yeah. yesterday. But it, that's but that is Zeke standing no, up but, and, but and that's, defend, that's, defending the he's decision. He's, up. Pointing, yeah. he's, he's pointing out some things that I think are very accurate. He's absolutely right. I mean, and that's, you know, but again, Scott Linehan, to me, I think you give Scott Linehan credit. I'll, I will say this, and, and, and I was told this from guys in the scouting department. That, and, and I'm happy to admit this. They give the coaches credit for bringing Dak Prescott here. You know, and I, I don't think – I think everybody's quick to, like, dismiss Dak Prescott. You know, and I think the majority of those people probably are Tony Romo fans that are, that are very happy right now to say, see, told you so, where last year they couldn't say, see, told you so. You know. They just want to be right. Yeah. Sounds familiar, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We but know I don't make that. stuff up. I am right. I will say this about Dez. I've always said this about Dez, and I respect him for it. He, you know, you never see him talk publicly about his frustrations with things, scheme, whatever, 
he he wants to win so badly, and when he doesn't, that's when he might air some of that, you know. And and some guys, receivers, worried about just getting theirs, and he is he is acquiesced to this situation where it's a run first offense, and and I think you do have to look at that and say his numbers the last couple of years they were going to be down because of the way the Cowboys do things, um, but when they're not winning, that's when things like this surface. And you know he did mention the scheme, but. There's also things he could have done better to maximize his opportunities. And like Brian said, it all goes together. You can't focus yeah. on one or two guys offensively. I, I'm not willing to point the finger at one guy here when you look at the whole body of work. When you do the autopsy, you know, you don't just look at one section. You look at the whole the whole thing. The whole thing. If I told you at the beginning of the season that the defense is gonna finish ranked higher than the offense no. would have never probably thought me I was crazy. Would have yeah. never believed you. Well, right now it's the offense is 14th, the defense is 11th. Yeah, and and I can remember saying one of the things that had to happen this year can the defense make that next jump because they've been getting better and better and yeah. better each year. Each week. Now last year it was 14th. Can yeah. they get to a top 10? Right. Well. You know, if they have a good game against the Eagles, they might finish 10th. The defense played well enough in that game to get you to an opportunity to maybe play again against Philadelphia with a chance to get in the playoffs. That That's that's how well they played down the stretch. Just immediately when you said that, Mickey, the thing that I was thinking of is who can you put a majority of responsibility on that for? Is it the coaching on each side of the ball or is it the personnel? The growth. The growth of the defense the or defense the just the overall group. demise like I'm of just saying, or the going from a playoff team to a non-playoff Yeah, if you have – here's your defense. You have a oh. defensive coordinator and you have a personnel. Their success, hand-in-hand. Hand. I, I think they gambled on getting rid of veteran players in the secondary and it paid off for them. True. That's I a good do. point. And now it, now it, 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 it was a slow – it was a slow ascend up the mountain – and I wish that they could have done it in week. I, again, I, I think the 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 problem you had it in the in the uh, Chargers game magnified what you needed to do. And I, you know maybe they they could they could have made that decision quicker. But I felt like that they they gambled on no church, no car, no Claiborne, and it paid off. And it and it they, paid off for, eventually. Uh, they they yeah. they felt like that group had reached a ceiling, you know, and. Uh, Maybe I mean, they were the 14th best defense. Right. And Maybe it, that's what they were in with a, that group. With that group, veteran guys, you're not thinking upside with those guys anymore who are approaching 30 years old, and and then you factor in money, and it's like we can get younger, we can get faster, maybe a little more dynamic, but there's going to be some growing pains, and these guys, by, by late December, they're looking like future cornerstones of this defense right now. Do you see them doing the same thing for a position this year like they did with the secondary? Do One they, position and just yeah, saturate is, it? Yeah, just saturate it and say, you know what, we're going to bite the bullet on A, B, and C and just go ahead and, and try a whole new line of attack. For the offensive side, you're saying? Just in general. In general you, did you, might, you might have to replenish your linebacker that's, situation. Maybe that's the – Well, but that's going to come down to two things. Can you re-sign Hitchens? Yeah. And what is your – evaluation going forward of Jalen Smith. What do you project he can do? Is he a 16-game, 60-snap-a-game starter? Yeah. Because if he is, then he's your middle linebacker. Goodbye, Anthony Hitchens. And then you don't sign Anthony Hitchens. Right. But if you say, ah, you start sucking breath, yeah. then you got to sign Hitchens. Yeah. 
And and then you can't sign Hitchens and say Jalen Smith's going to help me some, and then use your first round draft choice. We talked about it yesterday, and then sign another yeah. linebacker. Yeah. In the first round, I mean, draft a first round linebacker. Sure. How do you do that? Because yeah. if, if if Hitchens is here, he's your middle linebacker, right? Right. Where's that guy going to play? I, you know what? I hate to say for this last month of the season, I think we saw the end of David Irving here. Yeah. Maybe. Really. You think so? Yeah. Even though he's restricted, and you can, can kind of you control. Yeah, but I, I think that it. Well, think, you can you can kind of hedge your bet. Yeah. He's right. And yeah. Say, okay, I'm gonna. I can either do him on uh, his, you know, normal get him a minimum. Right. Or a or, second round. Or second round. See, I, I, you know. Yeah, you can control your risk. I, I want right. to. Yeah. I'm gonna. You know what? If it's second round, if it's a second round tender, I, I still don't know if anybody would do that. I still don't. I mean, now maybe somebody would, and I think that I think to be honest with you, I I believe that there that if somebody offered them a second round tender on him, that they would take the second round pick. I've been saying that too, and it's no knock against him, but second round picks are well, they precious bust, commodity. They in this busted league. a few of them here. Well, they have, but I mean, it's I mean, first round huge. Second round pick, you're expecting teams expect their second round pick to be starters. I mean, how many if, games? You're one, if not. Year two. How many games is he going to end up playing this year? Eight. Well, he missed the first four. four. Right. Eight. Eight. Yeah. Yeah, because he would have been four and four. Four and four. Yeah. Bookends. I'm just, you know, it's Middle interesting eight. you saying that though, Brian, because just because man, before he got hurt, he was looking like he had what five sacks in his first yeah. five games. Looked like maybe the most dynamic defender other than uh, Demarcus Lawrence that they have. I have a feeling that they front. just. Yeah, I have a feeling that they just that they they tender what they have to tender, and if it. If it turns into a move-on situation, they move on. It's almost like let somebody else decide how much he's worth. Because if yeah. it's a second, it's not going to even be $3 million. No. It? It'll be two-something. Yeah. yeah. If no one, you know, and and I would think, well, you never know what other people think. Right. If it was me and I saw this guy and what his production is, mm -hmm. and then the Cowboys say, oh, I'm just going to tender him a second. Boy, I'd have a red flag going ahead and saying, "Okay, I'm going to sign you for three years, fifteen million dollars." Yeah, there's some teams. I mean, Jacksonville looks like they've had some success with their draft, and then who they signed defensively. Maybe somebody say, you know, Calais Campbell and Bouye and those guys that they signed. Maybe somebody, you know, the Giants. You look at what the the Giants gave the Cowboys fits last year with the guys that they signed. You know, with uh, with the corner. And with the defense, I mean, some teams might say, hey, we're a David Irving away in our rotation from being pretty good defensively. And we've got salary cap money, yeah. and we can go ahead and, and bet $3 million. I just, I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling that, 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 that they're going to they're they're let this thing go. You've got to express your feelings, as Des Bryant <laughs> showed us yesterday. No doubt. So, thank you. Let's take our final break here. When we come back, we will get into Rob's Twitter poll and so much more. That's up next. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit Get jackblack.com slash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. 
Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com slash cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is talking cowboys this is papa john's pizza now here's what it is the ingredients the veggies 100 pork and beef on the pepperoni and when you have ingredients like that minus the salary on that pizza <laughs> it is papa john's i like it i like it the energy mickey you're bringing it bring us home rob with your twitter poll i thought we had a nice segue at the end of segment two. Beautiful. Discussing the rise of this defense. Could they rise to top 10 status by the end of the season? Here's today's question. With the season coming to a close, which phase do you feel best about on the Cowboys heading into 2018? Offense, defense, or special teams? I went with the obvious answer, defense. Defense. Brian, is the defense now the strength of this football team? I still think it has a lot of questions. Mm. I think it has questions of really what you're going to do. Are you going to be able to franchise tag your rusher? What's the health of the linebackers? Don't think you have many questions about what the corners could be. You know, I think yep. there's some, you know, but man, you have some, you would figure that the, as the offensive line, I mean, you're probably going to lose your left guard. You know, you don't think Cooper's back? I don't think Jonathan Cooper's back. I don't. You want him back? Played pretty well. I'm in a situation where I think you're going to need Mickey swing tackles, a really good plan right there. Yeah. You know, you got you better figure something out for Cole Beasley, too. You better figure out how to get him more open. Mm-hmm. You better figure out, hey, Zeke Elliott, you know, be careful with yourself in the offseason, my friend. Need you for all 16 next year. Bubble wrap him. Yeah. You know, I think Dak Prescott's going to work hard. I think he's going to try and do what he has to do to learn and be better. You know, I think the coaches need to help him with some stuff. You know, you I don't feel good. I, needs to help him. But here's here's all of a sudden now my kicker's starting to miss field goals. Mm-hmm. You know, felt good about the punter, felt good about the coverage teams, felt good about the returner, except when he fumbled in the Rams game. Oh, we've that killed Mickey's that, that yeah. killed Mickey's dream. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> do I sound like there's a lot of questions on this team? Well, yeah, sure. When you go nine and seven, there are, but no, no, no. When you go oh nine and, and seven, guaranteeing a win. No, when you go two, when you <laughs> That's go right. when you go two and fourteen, Rank like them. the like the Giants are gonna go. I just kind of named off a lot of things, didn't I? 
for a 9 and 17? Yeah, you did. Which is amazing to think that they were able to get there. That was going to be my point. They were one win away if they win this last game. Is that the case with every team, though? One some win of away? Some of, no. No, there's how, some really bad teams in this league. No, how there's questions on going into an offseason with every team. Do you think the 49ers feel better? Yes. Yeah, they got a quarterback. Yeah. But I'm just saying from a salary cap era's perspective, you're always going to have questions about certain guys' contracts. Right. You got to deal with guys getting a little older. Right. You know, it's never perfect for any team. I think we've seen across the league this year, there's not a great team in this league right now. There's really not. So what was There's the, a lot of good teams. I think Philadelphia's a great team with their quarterback. With their quarterback. Yeah. What's okay. the question? Vikings. What's the poll? Vikings. With the, with the Vikings obviously playing with a backup quarterback, Ooh. too. Who do you feel best about going into 2018? Oh, okay. what, what phase? Of what, the what position? What phase? I, I still think the offense personnel is the best of the three groups. It, it, here's another question. You got Tyron Smith has dealt with a lot of stuff this year. The back has been bothering him for a couple years now. If he can get back and he's okay there, I'm, I'm still leaning offense because you've still got three pro bowlers on your offensive line that are your foundation. That mm -hmm. helps your running game. Mm -hmm. you still got a young quarterback you feel good about. Mm -hmm. Des Bryant can still be a productive receiver in this league. Are you That's hoping the, there you, now? Are you uh, hoping? What, do you think last year was an accident? What? No, Des Bryant? I'm asking Bryant. I'm just saying. This offense was last year an accident. No, I think, they were, I think their offense was really good because of their ability to run the football. And I think that, I think they, that helped them. I don't know now with where the offensive line is. I don't know if you can get really the consistency you want, Mickey, to be honest with you. Well, because the offense is going to affect you running the ball. If it's healthy. Is it healthy, though? That's yeah. the question. It's a, it's a question. And, it's and, it, and it, we, we've dealt all year long with a bulky left tackle's health, and we've dealt now with a, with a right tackle's health who has to deal with a back injury. The consistency of the left guard has not been great. Second round tackle that can play guard, that's going to be the top priority in the draft. You See, you wouldn't roll with Cooper again next year as your left guard. Is, all right, let me ask you this: as my backup, is the is the offensive line's downfall? Has it affected the whole team? Yes. 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 Absolutely. So everybody feels good about the offense, though, right? I need. I feel better about the defense. I need two spots. You, you need, need a linebacker guard? and a swing tackle. No, no, on the offensive line. Oh, you need a left swing guard, tackle, and a left guard. But your, but your swing tackle might play guard is what you're saying. Maybe. Maybe. See, that's – It's got to be – or he's a tackle for the future. I don't know. I think at the end of the day, Mickey had this all right. The offensive line's issues was really that it, – it wasn't Zeke being out of the lineup. It was the offensive line's problems. Because the offensive line made Dak Prescott what he is. Offensive line made Ezekiel what he is. The offensive line helped – See, we keep talking about Dak. Des Bryant. And, we, and, and all we do is look at his numbers. No. But, but go back and look at the plays that caused those. Oh, plays. no, I'm with How you. How many passes do you think tipped off somebody's hand for an interception this year? Half dozen? Oh, we had uh, six pick sixes, uh, right? Am two, I right? Two or uh, three. Four? Yeah. Four. Four? Yeah. And at least three oh, of he them. Had some, he had some clang passes. There's no doubt about that. I'm going to say a lot of that had to do with problems you had with your offensive line. Let's be honest. Pass protection? I mean, look at what happened in this last game. I love Tyron Smith, but was Tyron Smith a reliable player this year? Wasn't healthy. No, that's what I'm saying. His, his health caused you to have problems. 
They ne- Mickey's right. Actually, they never his, his absence. He played through and some that's, stuff. And, they yeah. never. They never. When he was out of the lineup, they never solidified that position. Right. Right. And I, I'm saying if there there is a question, obviously, can he come back? Be held if he is. You've still got three elite players up front. There's no reason that your offensive line can't be better than next year. Maybe it's not going to be what it was in 2014, but it should still be a strength on your football team. It's just an elite offensive line. This year it hasn't been. It has not been. But that potential is still there. you still got guys in the, in the prime of their career. Oh, I, I oh mean, I, I'm with that. you this on that. This is not yeah, an I'm aging offensive line. No, I mean, I'm, I'm with, with you. you on three or four of them. Yeah. But that one spot. The problem left is guard what your, and who's behind those yeah, guys when they get your hurt. left tackle is is an elite player. Right. The problem is how much can you rely on your left tackle? What's his? How old is he? Twenty six, I think. Yeah. Twenty six. Twenty six. He turned twenty six on December twelfth. December twelfth. Any big guy with a back, I mean, that's, that's you know, saying. it's something you got to think about and, and make sure you got to manage that. But I think they can manage it. The problem was he had a strained groin. Yeah, and then he had a sprained knee. Can he get it fixed like Demarcus did over the off season? No, it's not a disc. Yeah, it's. See, I let me ask you guys this though. I mean, no, I, no, I, I, I know you want to switch the left guard, and, and you talk about Collins back, but what are you going to invest to do that? You know, what are you going to spend in free agency on a left guard? You didn't re-sign Ron Leary. Oh, Mickey so, wants to draft one. I don't well, disagree with him there. Going to draft one that's going to step in and, be, and start for you? Yes, you have to. Second or third round. Can be better than what you got right now. Now, this team has a history of not picking those guys very I'd well want, either. I'd want second round over third. Second or third round guys. That's where we yeah. saw on third was Chaz Green. I'm just saying it's not it's not this easy fix. You go find yourself another Ron Leary. You know, you do have three pieces that when they're healthy, to me, it ought to be good enough to be a really good offensive line. But and, 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 and Collins the, too, he's played better and better. Except when one of the pieces <laughs> is out. Do you see them indulging in free agency more for this? See, that's my point. Is I, they just don't ever seem no. to spend like that. They They're going to focus on Zach Martin becoming the richest guard in the, in the NFL. You think probably. they bottom feed for a guard? I, I think you have to. <clears throat> but, now, I don't say you, that's your solution. But you just bottom fed it's for my a bri- guard. It's yeah. my bridge. But i got to find somebody to play that spot, and i got to find somebody. I'm not making somebody. a bad face at you, Mickey. I'm just sitting there thinking about how many times – it's the bottom feed. Well, they bottom feeded on Ron Leary, and it worked, right? Well, they they, they took it. They they had they they actually Moore. got Ron Leary out of the draft. Right, I know, but it was kind of a bottom feed because he ended up being a he had a con- free agent. He's got a knee problem, right? A exactly. Huge knee problem. And they that, that people had him off the board. It's very similar to what they've done in the past. They bottom feed on Lael Collins. That was a, a, an extraordinary, unique right. situation. But they yes. they made sure that they went and got him. They bottom fed on Nolan Carroll. Yeah, and that didn't work. Steve, See, Stephen Pia, who retires Steven five P- games in yeah. the season. Yeah, yeah. See, so bottom feeding to me is not the answer. No, I'm I'm with you on drafting the draft guy. I mean, they they were taking. How do I say it? Uh, Just it, say it. it. An educated oh. chance yeah. on on a Ron Leary. Yeah, because they knew about him. Oh, they had a high enough grade on right? the board. Minim- yeah. Minimum salary. Yeah, yeah. undrafted. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. I didn't spend any money on these bottom feeders they signed. Thank no. God. No. But, you, <laughs> but, but you're still hoping. You this. That, so being, nice. that being said, and Tay has pointed this out, and she's right. Nolan Carroll st- stepped in as your starter. He we, wouldn't have if Luzuzzi was healthy. Well, maybe, maybe not. Paya looked like a, a key piece in the defensive line. During training camp, he was. Yeah. 
They were counting on a couple of these guys. Do you Demontre think Moore in the rotation too. After I, I worry about the Cedric Thorntons of the world that kind of yeah Thorntons and other. Yeah, I, right. I worry about that when somebody comes with that name and Stephen Jones goes, okay, well, is this is this guy Cedric Thornton? It's like the time that Jerry Jones asked me about Leroy Glover. Can this guy really play? I'm about to hand him five million dollars. You know, but but might be a little gun shy there. Were they? Maybe they took those chances on not. Thornton, because he was here already, but Paya, yeah, and it wasn't much, right? Right, because they knew David Irving was going to be suspended for four games. Yeah, they got rid of Moore, Paya, and and the corner because you, they had trust that Malik Collins was going to be one of their starters in there, right? And then David Irving, you you had to do something there because he wasn't going to be there for four games, so there was a little secondary thought there of what you had to do. All right, let me ask you this. Keep it rolling. Legitimate guard, starting guard, free agency, or Anthony Hitchens? In free agency, I think I'm going after a legitimate defensive end. I might draft one there. To take. further bolster your pass. Yeah, but, but that's looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> Add another Zeke. <laughs> let me ask you this. I, well, no, let me, I, that's got to be Taco. Well, let me think about it. You're going you're gonna to pay Anthony Hitchens or you're going to pay a quality left guard that can start? You're going to have to tell me what's the prognosis on Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith is going to play 16 games for you. How many snaps per game? He's going to play them all. Well, then I can't resign Hitchens. So you got to go with the guard. I hate to say it. Yeah. That's going to be the hardest. Okay. What, what's going to make you, what's you, gotta, gonna gotta make you, what's gonna make you cringe? What's going to make you cringe? I have between? to it, because if I do it that way, then I've got to have another. What's the stat line that's going to, or what's the recently a, a decent, a not high like a first round pick, but somebody that can come in and play linebacker? Yeah, as a backup, right? And I can't do that in the first round if the guy's not going to be a starter. Yeah, like uh, Raquan Smith from Georgia. Yeah, Raquan. Raquan Smith. Because if I do that, then you know. But I won't know. You want somebody who's going to play, April. don't you? I want somebody that, in case Jalen can't do it or Sean Lee can't do it, I can have a guy that as a backup. You're being held hostage now by two good players. I mean, I think Jalen Smith is going to be a good player. But the, the unknown that he's just talking about now has held you hostage. They, they've got to get a very good medical evaluation of where they think he's at. And they will. But can sure you get that? it? Can you get it soon enough? Like, can oh. you get it by <laughs> April? They, they, they th- no, they think he's going to be better in eighteen. They do, they, they do, and they, and they, they can. Do. They can that was the timeline. He played. He's played sixteen more games than I thought he would. They honestly, I think all along they were looking at twenty eighteen even. Yeah, more well, they were. Year, and the fact yeah. that he played sixteen is. I mean, really Dr. Good Cooper sign. basically said twenty eighteen will be his season. He plays ten games for the season. Does it make you cringe? Yes. Okay. Does that make you want to go get yes. Anthony Hitchens? Yes. What's more important to you, Anthony Hitchens or that left guard? I have to get the left guard in the draft. Okay. Yeah. That's the cheapest way to do it, and then maybe I can afford Hitchens because you know what? Hitchens can – he may beat Jalen Smith out. Who knows? Biggest bust factor in the draft, if you had to go get a linebacker or the guard. Guard. It missed on guards years ago. I mean, pre-McClay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Do, you, do you trust him now drafting offensive lineman? David Arkin in the third round? 
Yeah. Oh, well, that's ancient history. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I'm just that, saying it's not an exact science, regardless of who's pulling the trigger for you. That one should have been exact. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Mick. David Arkin. How about Chaz, David Arkin? Chaz Green the third. Huh? Chaz Green in the third. You didn't know he was going to be hurt for two straight He was years. hurt coming in. He, Chaz Green was not terrible last year. No, he wasn't. But he was hurt, right? Let me ask you this. He missed, he missed all of last year, basically. Interested in replacing the offensive line coach. Would that be a consideration? Mm. I mean, I'm not, I know, like I know nobody wants to get fired. I'm sorry. I'm not I, trying to be. No, like you're that. not firing anybody, no. but they were pretty good last year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I, Minus one spot. Yeah. Zeke's got more rushing yards than Emmett did in his first. There you go. Yeah. I there just, you go. I'm hesitant there. And by the way, we're talking about all this. You got to pick and choose. You may have to make hard decisions. That's why I'm very tap the brakes on, you know, is Dez going to be back? Because man, if you were to let him go, then you create another big void of how do you oh he always talks about that if you get rid of guys who's gonna be tell me who my replacement is and he's right about that he is right well you gonna spend a first round pick now on a receiver i mean i just eh, oh yeah that would drive drive him nuts if he knew he needed a linebacker or needed another uh, position because it's established they're not gonna spend tons of money in free agency zach martin is their big free agent or or and also the the rush end right they're going to give seventeen million dollars. They're going to guarantee seventeen million dollars to Lawrence on a Think ta- about franchise that. tag. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, the cap's going up. Wow, wow. Well, before we go, we have two minutes left, but let's get to Denny in Hawaii. He's been patient on the line. Denny, sorry to cut you short. Aloha, Denny. Aloha. Uh, aloha. How you guys doing? Thank Very you, good, uh, Denny. Really, yeah, that's really quick. Um, this off season, do you think that Wilma Clay? And Stephen Jones really sits down with um, Marinelli or with the the offense. Like, I think we need more team speed on offense, mm-hmm. and then on defense, I want a true number one technique to keep guys off of Jalen and and um, Lee. Gotcha. That's what I really want. And you know, can they sit them down and convince them to take these guys on? Thank you so much. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you. Can you, can you get that guy from Texas from last night? Ninety five. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Washington. What was his name? Pa Poa Pa. Yeah. Somebody asked me about it last night. On I had not looked at him. Somebody on, on Twitter asked me. He was about big him. enough to take up two spots. Coke machine with arms. Oh, <laughs> he was huge. <laughs> well, see, that's big Washington, boy. Washington's got a guy too. The University of Washington. And by the way, some one you, techniques in this draft. If you need the number one punter in the in the draft, yeah. I saw him last night. Yeah, the guy from Texas. Are you kidding me? I, I MVP can't wait. of the game. I can't wait Love for it. your player breakdowns coming up with the draft. Please use Coke machine with arms at yeah. one point. Please do that. I'll tell I you love what, it. That, 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 they, they've got some one techniques in this draft. You're going to have to convince Rod to do that. Now, the next question is, though, How high would you about speed. Them? Everybody's seen Christian Kirk play? Yes. yes. Texas A&M? Yes. That's, that's a legitimate guy right there. If you want a guy that can stretch, can stretch defenses, can run routes with the same speed, explosive. He's type an electric player. player at the college He's level. 5'11", he's 200 pounds, he's thick enough. There's a lot of things that you can do with him. How about the Turn guy, kicks. How about the guy at SMU? I'm, Too small? No, no, he's a 6'3", you know, type guy, good player. The problem is, Mickey, I'm getting away from these big, big guys that aren't great route runners. Yeah. I think you have to be able to separate. I really, really do. Hey, draft we show. give you guys a great yeah. preview next of the Thursday. draft show coming next up Thursday. next week. Is there a game on Sunday? There is a game, yeah. and we'll have a Friday show, our last daily Make sure you show. Make show up. Showing up tomorrow. Be there, Mickey.
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!